0: Like I said, I'm getting some results. I want to scale things up. I'm going to do Facebook ads. How much should I spend? That's the wrong question to ask.
1: Welcome to Pencil Leadership. I'm Chris Anderson, success and lifestyle entrepreneur, and I'm on a mission to help you realize your full potential so you can leave a positive mark on the world. So if you're ready, take out your pencils and let's begin. Stuart Henderson Britt said, doing business without advertising is like winking at a girl in the dark. You know what you're doing, but no one else does. And Milton Hershey said, give them quality. That's the best kind of advertising. We have Kim Barrett on the show today. He is a world-renowned million-dollar marketing strategist, and he focuses on Facebook, which is what we're going to dive into today. He is the CEO and founder of Your Social Voice, which is an Australian-based digital marketing agency, which he founded in 2015. And so... If you're looking to grow on Facebook, this episode is for you. And if you like anything you hear, make sure you share it on Instagram and tag at Pencil Leadership and subscribe to the show so you don't miss future episodes
0: very early on I always kind of interest in business and things like that since I was a little kid I always thought that I was like oh one day my goal was to be a business person like it wasn't to be a fireman or a pilot or an astronaut like I feel like that's what I want to do so mm. that's kind of always been on my radar so though obviously when you go through school and things like that if you want to do business stuff it kind of push you towards the obviously educating learning about business and business studies and entrepreneurship and then kind of going through university and that I did all of that as well, which was good. It was an experience. Like I'm not saying that formal education is kind of good or bad. However, yeah, I probably wish I didn't have the bill at the end of it. It was one of the big ones, but it was good. Got a lot of learning out of that. And then just over time, I just started to see businesses and I was like, why do good businesses, you know, like you go to a restaurant, you're like, cool, these guys have the best food in the area. They have the best staff, but they go out of business or they disappear. Mm-hmm. And to me, I was like, why is that? And I wanted to kind of research and dive into that more. And it always came back to being I was like, well, it's something to do with either they're not getting enough customers in or they're not telling enough people about what it is that they do. And obviously, that's marketing, right? That's really the way of getting your voice out there, sharing what you do, encouraging people to come in. And that's where I found just most businesses seem to fail. So that's why I kind of really wanted to dive into the marketing field. So it's like, well, if I can have a positive impact on the people that are actually good at what they do, help them get out there more, then you know, surely that's gonna have a positive impact on the rest of the community, the environment, the world even. So that's always kind of why I really wanted to dive into the field of marketing and helping businesses grow because I saw it as such a missed opportunity for most people. And obviously you got to tie in sales with marketing too, but that was the big one for me. And that's kind of what pushed me to go out on my own, learn marketing, which we've been doing now for about 16 years, and then also go and start Your Social Voice so that I can actually help more people with that as well.
1: That's awesome. I think that's one of the besides maybe like sales like actually having those calls and conversation with people and closing those. I think marketing is one of those really big topics people struggle with. They're bootstrapping it, they're starting out on their own, they're trying to get things going and how do you get in front of more people to show what you're doing so you can increase clients and leads. So I'm super excited to dive into this and how to kind of target Facebook with that cuz I know that's one of your stronger areas with it out of many. I guess why Facebook? What's so good about Facebook?
0: Well, I mean, look, and now these days, probably people have much more maybe skewed view on Facebook. If you've watched any of the Netflix documentaries or anything like that, yeah. sometimes people go, hmm, you know, like, is it actually as great as they say? But for me, when I was first starting, I was like, well, there wasn't anything that gave me that level of detailed insights when it came to targeting as Facebook does. Mm. You know, rightly or wrongly, they have so much data on us, which means that as an advertiser, you can serve people much much, much more specific and much more relevant ads. And so rather than if you look at a billboard, a radio ad, a TV ad, whilst they may give you some generalistic expectations of who is going to see and consume that, it's not actually that targeted. Mm. So like You have to have a mass market appeal. And that's why like if you're someone who's selling something very niche or solves a very specific problem, having a generalistic marketing campaign is not going to help that. And that's why I like Facebook, Instagram, and even now like Google, YouTube, they... Are really increasing kind of their level of targeting, even though privacy is back on the agenda for people. But for me, if my browsing information on how I operate means that I'm going to get a more targeted ad, to me personally, I would prefer that. Like, I don't want to mm. see general rubbish. I want to see stuff that's cool that I like. Yeah. And if it is, then it's like cool. Then I will buy it. Like I have no qualms in that. If that's how it's used, yes, obviously people can use it for manipulative purposes, like we've seen with people around the world with elections and that sort of stuff. Mm. But I think that if it helps me as a consumer to have a more specific and relevant advert serve to me, I'm okay with that personally because I want that. Like otherwise, I don't want to see ladies' leggings being advertised (laughs) to me. It's like I want stuff that I personally like.
1: Yeah. Which I think is so intriguing. It's so really crazy how it can take your data and start targeting. Like, I feel like even if I say something on the phone or computer, like it's taking that in. And then I start seeing ads for it. It just blows my mind that they're that connected to us. And it can be good or bad. I mean, you can be on both sides of the coin on that. But as far as business, yeah, I think it's so intriguing how you can do that. And of course, like I'm not the expert in the ads and, and advertising like that. So, But is paying for ads the only way we can market ourselves to get in front of more people? Or can we do it organically from your perspective?
0: It depends on what you want to spend, right? So it's like, mm. do you want to spend time or do you want to spend money? They're the two options you have. It's like, can you do things organically? Absolutely. Like anyone that says that you can't just doesn't know how to. So it's like, you can do things, but it just depends. It's like, you're going to have to spend much more time if you want to do it organically rather than spending money. So for me personally, my organic game is pretty bad. Like I suck at it. I (laughs) put my hands up. You look at my Instagram. You look at anything like that. I try and be active and I try and do it. You know, I've been trying to catch up reels and do all that sort of stuff. And mm. I'm just like, ah, I'm just not at that point yet where I can justify spending the time. Because like for me, I can go to to my ads and I can just increase my budget by 10, 20, 50, 100 bucks a day, whatever it might be, and get more leads. So I was like, mm. ah, like I see the value in it and I know it's good. But for me, I'd rather spend time than money at the moment. And that's why then it's yeah. like, I also have a team that kind of help me out and do things so that I can spend some of their time doing those things too. So... Okay. You can definitely still get great reach, great engagement, generate leads, make sales organically, but that just means you're spending time. So okay. you've just got to make that choice of what's best for you and your business at yeah. that point in
1: time. I think that's a great point. From your perspective on marketing, what's the best way to get in front of more eyes to get people seeing what you're doing to then be able to start those organic conversations to lead them to hopefully becoming clients?
0: yeah i mean the whole thing is like a lot of people go like how do i get an audience and it's like well you don't get it you've got to build it right yeah so it's like cool you've got to do the work and build that up so it's like cool you've got to put out epic content on things like youtube on maybe tiktok on reels or whatever it is on clubhouse whatever the new thing is i don't necessarily encourage business owners to jump on every new fad that kind of comes out because it's a big distraction however if i was starting very fresh now I would look at the likes of TikTok, Clubhouse, and things, and go, "Great, I can probably build my audience faster there because it's fresher." If that's my chosen medium, like if you're good on video, uh, something like TikTok. If you're good, if you have a good voice and you like to speak then obviously something like Clubhouse could be very effective. Yeah. But it's like you've got to build the foundational work and a great guy that I always love, his insights on Gary Vaynerchuk, really one of the best in the world when it comes to talking about social media strategies. Yeah. He, I think he says he has like a dollar twenty strategy when it comes to platforms like Facebook or Instagram or anything like that. And it's like, cool, give your two cents to 60 people a day. Like, Go and give you two cents. Go and help someone. Go and give it insight. Like go and share something. If you did that, even just after a week, right? That's over 400 people that you've connected with, you've added value to, you've done something. Yeah. And if they like you and you're adding value, you're not just being like, Hey, follow me or Hey, watch my thing? Like surely you'd be able to get a couple of percent of those people to like you and then come across and find out more about what you're doing. Yeah. So I think taking that approach and just going, cool, who can I add value to and choose what level of value you're going to add on what platform and then just focus on that. And then once you've got that, then go, cool. Now, how do I bring them across and have a sales conversation? Right. And then from there, once you've got some money, then you can put some money into paid strategies and actually start to like exponentially grow things.
1: Yeah. You touched on TikTok clubhouses are really good organic right now. I've noticed like today I I was in a room in clubhouse. I was on stage. I think I might've been able to add value like three different times. Like, so total time, not very long, but I was on there probably for a total of an hour listening and I mean, 10 people right then started following me on Instagram. And mm. so like, it's just so organic now. I like that. But as far as Facebook goes, marketing yourself on Facebook organically, what, I mean, you hear about groups and things like that. Is that still the best method on Facebook marketing organically?
0: Yeah, depending on what, because you are still going to build an audience somewhere. right? So me personally, I don't know if I was going, I mean, I'm probably different because I sell Facebook marketing and advertising. So i say if I'm not on there, they're going to be like, Why are you not on there, right? (laughs) Because it's kind of directly related to me. So if I'm someone else, I may not choose Facebook to organically do it. However, can you go and build a group, add friends, build connections? So I would still do the same thing, finding those pools of people. Really, the only way you're going to find it is by going on pages that have a lot of engagement and engaging with people or in groups. And Mm -hmm. groups is probably easier purely because you know what the substance of the group is about. So if it's a subject matter that you're an expert in or you have Mm – value to add and you just go in and you just help like because a lot of people are like oh but what about the admins of the group are they going to be annoyed and it's like well not if you're adding value like yes if you're spamming people and being like hey message me for the answer and i will tell you so no that's like spamming you and trying to detract from the group but if you're adding value someone who's a group owner is going to be like cool i don't have to go there to answer that question the community is doing it and then if those people as a byproduct, reach out to you that's cool, but you're not actually going there with the intent of like, let me go and steal these people because people spend a lot of time, energy, effort and money to build groups. Mm. And it's very frustrating when then people come in and they try and just take from you. But if someone was in my group and added value, like I've got a Facebook group, if they went in there and added value and they were answering people's questions and engaging with people, I would love that. Mm -hmm. But if they're going in there and trying to spam and be like, hey, come and join my group, hey, come and do this without some point of value being added first, then I would be frustrated and I'd like kick them out for sure. Like yeah. 100% straight
1: away. Okay. So with that, with Facebook, if that is our main focus, adding value in groups, do you then what is the best procedure to have your own group and filter them in and add value there to warm them up for what you do?
0: depending like yes but again like a group is also a commitment of time like you can't just have a group that you don't do much in so you've got to be active in it yeah i previously had a group like my group i didn't put any focus on and it was sitting there for ages and then i'm like oh cool just put people in my group and then eventually they'll buy stuff from me and it's like no i've got to add value so now i have a succinct structure that i follow every day to add value to engage with them and give people value until they're ready to see if they want to do something with us Mm -hmm. so you can do that. However, what you can also do is actually optimize. And one of my buddies kind of like, I don't know if he actually created the strategy itself because many people are doing it for a long time, but he definitely has gone hard out there and, and sharing it with people and telling them how to do it. It's really turning then your personal facial profile into almost a bit of a funnel to bring people mm-hmm. towards your stuff. So by using your banner image properly and actually having that articulate what you do, then someone clicks on that, having a link in there to more information about how they can actually connect with you what value you add to them, give them some link for free, some sort of component. Using your highlight photos, which is normally nine, but you can actually have one big photo there, which again can be a solid call to action. You can send people to a group, can send them, when they click it, you can send them again to another version of a funnel. And using your personal profile as a filtering process, people, if they click on you, you just add value in a group, they go, oh, cool. Kim's a seven-figure marketing strategist and helps people with this specifically. Awesome click on that. And here's a link to a free training that I did about how you could actually go and market yourself online. Then they might go across register and watch that as well. So okay. you don't necessarily have to keep it all in one place, but it's like use
1: what assets you have to direct people where you want them to go. Okay. That's really good information. And just kind of getting me in that funnel. What are some no-nos that you see people doing on their Facebook pages? They're trying to market themselves, but it's not working or they're just doing something completely wrong. Most people just don't actually have components of value that they add.
0: Like they always just try and like take, you know, again, like Gary V's book, Jab Right Hook. It's like you have to have some level of value that you add before you can take from things. Yeah. So the people that I see that probably suck the most or don't get the best outcome is when they are just taking stuff. And it's like, cool, register for this, buy this, do this. And it's like, cool. But like you've still got to have some level of value exchange because we're going from, If someone cold comes to your profile, comes to your page, whatever it is, and everything is like, hey, I want something from you, they're not yet sold on the idea that you are the person that can help them. So they have to have something that they can consume first so that they can go, "Mm." to be honest, you don't want someone to come and do a program with you or buy a product from you. Let's just say it was an information-based product if they hate the sound of your voice. They've never heard you speak before. And then they're like, God, that Kim guy's accent is terrible. (laughs) I do not want that in my ears for like 16 hours when I'm trying to learn something. You know, there's people when I hear them and like I listen to their podcast, I'm like, their content is good, but I'm not going to listen to the podcast again purely because the voice kind of grates me and it does like, I like what they're saying, but it's like fair a transcription of it. I would buy that and read it, but I can't listen to it because it just frustrates me.
1: Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Just continue to give. And I think I didn't create this quote, I don't think, but like, we can't give with a closed fist. Like if we're holding on or we're trying to take, we can't receive anything. So we have to be able to give to receive. And so that's really some valuable information for people, especially starting out who might not have any budget. Now on the flip side, maybe they've gotten a little stuff going. I mean, they're bootstrapping, they're bringing in some income, but they want to take it to the next level and start to scale a little bit, bring more leads in with a budget for ads. Is there a limit that you suggest people need to have before they even think about ads, or can you start with a super low amount?
0: I mean, you can technically start with like I think it, it varies with Facebook, but like a dollar mm-hmm. twenty-seven per day it used to be a okay. dollar per day, but now it's kind of like a little bit higher in some areas. Mm-hmm. So there is like a minimum limit you can start with, but it's a couple of bucks. However, okay. what most people don't do is they go, "Cool, like you said, I'm getting some results. I want to scale things up. I'm going to do Facebook ads. How much should I spend?" That's the wrong question to ask. The question to ask is how much am I willing to spend to acquire a lead or customer mm. so that I can take that data and use it on Facebook? Because most people come to me that like, cool, this is what I want to do. How much should I spend? And I'm like, a million dollars. And <laughs> like a million dollars, I was like, yeah, well, I'm just going to choose a ridiculous number because I actually don't know what your goals are. And if you don't know, I could say a dollar, I could say a million dollars. It doesn't make any sense and doesn't okay. make any difference. The goal is going, cool, based on what I know, in my business, let's just say that I speak to 10 people. I've just started out. I spoke to 10 people and I made two sales, right? Or 10 people visit my website and I got two sales. If you're doing e commerce or digital products, whatever it is, like use that mm-hmm. as an example. So we know that 20% of the people that we have a conversation with will become a buyer. And let's again say, use an easy number, a thousand bucks. So that's $2,000 I made. Then you've got to ask yourself the question,
1: okay.
0: how much money am I willing to spend to make $2,000? Would I be willing to spend a thousand to make two thousand? Would I be willing to spend five hundred to make two thousand? Mm-hmm. Like each business kind of has to assess that. Again, for like ease of simple math here, let's use a thousand as an example. Great. If I know that I can spend a thousand dollars to make two thousand, right, and let's say it's a digital product, so I've got pretty good margin—that's fifty percent. Yeah. So if I've got that sitting there, and I know that I need ten leads to make my two thousand dollars, I can spend up to really hundred dollars per lead, which is my thousand dollars in cost to then get that. So then when I go into Facebook and I start running ads, the metric that I'm holding myself accountable to in my KPI, if you will, is anything sub $100. If I'm getting that, I'm on track and I'm getting the results that I want. So then it's like, cool. Then it's like, then it just comes down to how many lots of $2,000 you want to make. And that's how you set your budgets rather than just going spend this. So you go, cool. I know that my target is a hundred bucks sub per lead and I want to make, let's say $10,000 per month. Mm-hmm. So I'd be willing to spend five thousand dollars, and then that's how I go in and approach my ads and go, "Cool, how can I spend five thousand dollars the most efficiently?" As long as it's under a hundred, it's in my target, and then it'll most probably be much less than that. Maybe it might cost you twenty or thirty bucks a lead, which then means you're going to be in a really good position because you're only spending two to three hundred dollars rather than a thousand dollars to make that two thousand dollars in sales. That's how I like to think of it, and you know, I think most savvy marketers would think similarly, they're going cool. Like I could give you a number, say spend 20 bucks a day to start off with, but that might not actually help you reach your goal and it might be too much, it might be too little. Mm. And then we know that we want to do that over a month, right? So for example, let's just keep it again the same one or two, then divide a thousand bucks by 30 days on average. I know there's 31, there's 28. There's a few different variables there, but if we do that, we know that on average, if we spend about 33 bucks a day, that times 30 is going to be about 900 plus bucks, mm. which means we're going to be about on target. So okay. then we should be able to get the results that we want.
1: Nice. Yeah, I never thought about that way. And it's more targeted. You have more data almost with it, like yeah. what you're trying to hit. So if people start out and do Facebook ads on their own, yeah. besides having what you just said, like an idea of how many people, their leads they want to bring in and with the price, what else do they need to think about yeah. When trying to start doing Facebook ads.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, I would always say there's like, there's many different ways you can probably get some level of assistance to help because you can go and figure it out yourself. Absolutely. If you Mm -hmm. want to go and spend all the time. However, I've seen and heard horror stories where people have gone and put things like instead of their daily budget, they've put their lifetime budget in that figure and they're spending $1,000 a day and they didn't realize until Facebook charges their credit card. And then they're like, oh, how did I spend $2,000? Can I get that money? I spent it in a day. Can I get that money back from Facebook? It's like, well, no, it's, uh, it's gone. You're not getting a refund on that. You know, Most businesses need to have it, but Facebook has a very big no refund policy. So you ain't going to get any money back there. So just know what you're doing first, whether it be watching YouTube videos, listening to this podcast, whatever it is, like get the insights you need first before you go and jump in. Mm-hmm. But then the biggest problem I see when most people start out is they go and they try and build a super robust funnel and email sequences and like website backends and all this fancy stuff when they actually haven't verified that their message matches the market yet. So I always say like, start with a verification campaign is what I call it so that's what we do in our business for any new client that comes on board it's like cool verification campaign then we would build what we call an amplification campaign which is where we take what worked when we verified it and we got all the information and then we extrapolate that and make it into something robust into a funnel which if anyone doesn't know that term it's just like a mini website and we actually then tie in the email sequences tie in all the different ads that we need to do to that but there's no point in doing all of that unless you have verified that the market wants what you have so i would always say start with something simple like a messenger campaign or a lead generation campaign is what they're called, which is like, you don't need a website to do it. You don't need a funnel. You don't need a email sequences. You put up an ad and you verify that the message that you have matches with the market and someone opts in, they register, they give you their name, email, phone number, or they say, Hey, I'm interested. That is what we want to get first. Okay. And we want it not, not one, not two, not three. I always say like, get at least like 10, 20 plus leads. So then you can also call them, have a conversation and be like, cool. And even if you just sucked at sales and you had no experience with anything, like that, you can call them and go, hey, you saw this ad and you clicked on it. Did you like what I said? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, I like that. It sounded cool. Awesome. Great. Like, that's what I do. And here's the thing I have. And then you can get actual real market feedback. Like this is, you know, like they used to do in like marketing groups and they bring people together and they would test and be like, do you like this product? What do you think of it? Do you think it should be red or yellow? Like focus groups, same sort yeah. of thing. It's a simple verification process that you can do to see, hey, does this match? Is the market mm-hmm. happy with this? Are they interested in this? Yes. Awesome. Now let's go and take it and build a robust funnel and put all that time, energy and effort mm-hmm. into it because yeah. the biggest thing that people see people do again is they build something that people don't want. And then they're like, oh, like my funnel isn't working, or like no one's buying my new program. It's like, cool. Did you test the market first? No, it's like, cool. Well, then you wasted your time. (laughs) Like you wasted your time doing all of this because you didn't know, like, it's like, oh, great. I I made these amazing new shoes. And it's like, cool. Well, no one wants new shoes at the moment.
1: Yeah. I just wasted
0: this time doing all these things.
1: Yeah, it makes sense for sure. I like that verification campaign first just to solidify that direction. Are there different types of ads that you can choose from and what they look like? Yeah.
0: Depending on the day of the week, like between 13 and 18, kind of like different oh, wow. variations of ads. Okay. And they are kind of like in three different categories as well. There's like an engagement awareness conversion, I think are the three kind of categories that they uh-huh. have off my head. And so each one kind of has a different objective and a different thing. Some is for mm. like brand awareness. Some is actually for sorry, engagement. Some is for brand awareness where they might be like, cool, it's like, how can we test if people put their hand up? And then there's actual conversion category-based ads, which is like that's where you're really looking for someone to buy something, to register for something, to opt in for something. And they're kind of like the highest level of intent is what Facebook Mm. would call that. So there's a range of different ones. However, again, most of the time for most people, it's like if you can understand messenger ads, lead generation or lead form ads, and then conversion ads, you can get away with just that, understanding those three maybe if you're doing something like video and content or like you have a podcast like this video view type ads as well are always quite handy but you don't need to know and understand and do every single type it's like if you just start with that and start getting way for you to actually generate inquiry that will make you money first in my eyes that's always the first goal do that first and then you can spend all the time figuring out everything else after that
1: okay cool no that's that's good to know and I know there's so much that goes into a Facebook ad that can get overwhelming. And those are good places to start to think about with that. I've heard like horror stories of people like getting their account shut down and, and things like that with it. Is that something they're doing wrong with their ads manager or just like what causes that?
0: happens all the time. It can happen for literally like no apparent reason. Okay. Luckily, like we work quite closely with Facebook. So we have a direct contact inside of Facebook that we work with all the time. So most of the time, our clients, we avoid that. But generally, it's going to be either a perceived or actual break in the Facebook policy and their terms mm. and conditions. So sometimes you could be talking about something and just the way that you write it might sound like you're trying to sell work from home or MLM or something like that. And straight away, Facebook will flag that. You're gotcha. trying to sell people on income when it's like that's not possible for everyone. So you can't actually promote it like that. That happens quite often. Or, for example, speaking too much to people's personal attributes, which generally happens a lot mm. in fitness and health, where they're like, hey, you overweight. You want to do this. And it's like, hey, Facebook's like, don't address people directly like that. Like, that's not going to be fun. So the way that I always like to think about it, and probably the easiest way without having to go and read every single TNC that Facebook has is. Think about it like you're at a bar. Okay. And it's like, if you wouldn't walk up to someone and say what well, you're going to write in your ads directly <sighs> to a stranger, don't write it in an ad. Don't write it in a post. Okay. Don't be like, hey, do you want to lose weight? Like, you're not going to say that to the fat person that you just <laughs> met at a bar, right? You're probably going to throw right. thrown in your face or something like that. So, yeah. you want to make sure that you be personable, but mm-hmm. don't be personal in when you're talking about and what you're talking about to those people. That's the best way to go about it. And then making sure that, for example, if you send people to a page, it's not a spammy looking page. And some people accidentally do it. They might build a page in a landing page builder and not realize that the URL changes when you click on the link. Mm. That's a no-no. Realizing that on the page, like a lot of people for some reason, don't put like how to contact them. Don't put a link to their actual website if you're using like a funnel or a mini website. Don't put contact details, privacy details, all those sorts of things. Like that needs to be included to ensure that you're not going to have a problem with Facebook. Because if someone goes to that page, they're like, I don't like what you've got to say, or I do like, you need to be able to give them the option to be able to connect with you and sort that out. Like put in Uh, the contact phone number, put in the email address so that people can, so it's not just like a spammy one page, like, Hey, buy my thing or opt in for this. And like, then where do they go? Okay. Treat it like I have all my business information on here. If you need anything, I'm here for you.
1: That's great insight. I like the bar analogy. Like if you're going to go talk to somebody, Kind of that's how you write your ad. This very this eye opening because it makes sense too. Like it makes it more clear like how you should structure and write your ads. So, Kim, so much great value insight on this. I appreciate you being on here and sharing all of this. I think it's a lot of good information for people to start using if they're trying to get more eyes on what they're doing, either organically or paid. So, thanks so much for sharing all this. Before we do, kind of say good day or good night or whatever. I asked one question of my guests and it has to do with fifth trade pencil leadership. And that's that everyone's created uniquely with a purpose to leave a positive mark in the world. So when everything is said and done for you here on earth, what do you hope your mark is?
0: That's a great question. And the big thing for me, and I always live by, I got a little plaque of it on my wall somewhere over here as well, which is a quote from Zig Ziglar, which is like, help enough people get what you want you will get everything that you want. And that's kind of the mark I want to have is that I want to help people get what they want, what their outcome is. Sometimes that's not with me. Sometimes it's with other people. And so that's cool as well. And I'll send them, like, I know a lot of people. I've been online for a lot of time and it's like, cool. If I can send someone to someone else to help them get the ultimate goal that they want to achieve, like, that's all I want to do. If people said, hey, Kim, help people get what they want? Like, awesome. That's all
1: that I want to have. That's awesome. I love that. It's such a good quote too and a good kind of mantra to live by. So. Where can people connect with you, see more about what you do, and maybe seek out your services?
0: Yeah, so pretty much most platforms, I'm at Real Kim Barrett, R E A L Kim Barrett. So whether that be Instagram, Facebook, or whatever. Instagram is probably the place I'm most active at the moment because I'm trying to, you know, spend a little bit of time and and uh, get up my organic game on there. Which, as I say, I suck at. So if you go there and see <laughs> bad reels or anything like that, like I'm part of the game as well. So um, over there and yeah, I've got plenty of links on there. I do. I have my own podcast also, which is linked there. I have a couple of tool like Facebook ad toolkits for people if they're just getting started and whatnot, which is all um, yeah available if you head over on Instagram and Instagram.com forward slash Real Barra.
1: Awesome. Yeah. So definitely everybody go get connected with Kim, see what he's doing and just continue to learn from him. And then when you're ready, seek him out. A lot of good insight, a lot of good, valuable things we can take from this. So Kim, thank you again for being on pencil leadership today. Absolute Pleasure. Thank you for having me today is a great day to start your own podcast so whether you're looking for a new marketing channel have a message you want to share with the world or just think it'd be fun to have your own talk show podcasting is an easy inexpensive and fun way to expand your reach buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch promote and track your podcast your show can be online and listed in all the major podcast directories within minutes of finishing your recording i trust buzzsprout and i won't go to anyone else for podcasting Check the link in the show description if you want to get started today and get a $20 Amazon gift card. And thanks so much for tuning into this episode today. If you found value at all from this episode, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It just helps us get this show, these messages out in front of more people. And don't forget to share this with someone who you think could benefit from listening to as well. Now let's go out and be pencil leaders.